Tonight, the Dallas Stars begin a six-game stretch of road games, and they do so in Buffalo, New York. And on today's episode, we'll talk about why we, the viewers and the fans, should be cautiously optimistic going into this road trip. All of that and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day, I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Thursday, March 9th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new to the show and watching on YouTube for the first time, be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a like, leave a comment, letting me know how you feel about the team going into this road trip. You can also find us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice as well as on social media. Just search Locked On Stars on both Instagram and Twitter. And as we've said uh, to open the show, and as I'm sure you are all well aware, the Dallas Stars are now approaching their longest road trip of the season after what was a pretty uh, home-heavy schedule during the month of February, where the Stars found varying degrees uh, of success. And now they, they face a pretty daunting task. Uh, to go play six games away from the American Airlines Center, one of them on the East Coast in Buffalo, and the other five uh, over in the Pacific Northwest, where they'll play in Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary before returning home uh, for what should be an, an interesting road trip where we're going to learn a lot about this team. But I think that there's some reason to be excited uh, and optimistic uh, in terms of just what we're going to see from this team on the road because. The Dallas Stars are one of the better road teams in the National Hockey League this season, and it's actually one of the biggest reasons for their success and the record that they have and the position that they're in uh, where they're in the race for first in the Central Division. And this was not the case last season. They struggled on the road. They were 19-20-2, collecting 40 points away from the AAC last season. There were some stretches where they were good, but overall, uh, the product on the road not nearly as effective as what we saw at home from the Stars. And while the Stars have been fine at home this season, it really feels like they're a stronger team and they play a little bit more of a cleaner game most nights when they're wearing their white sweaters. They've they've been very, very good away from home, boasting a 17-8-5 record. That's 39 points and 30 road games played, uh, which is top 10 in the league in terms of road points earned. And again, the Stars had 40 road points last season, uh, and they can surpass that by quite a big margin on this road trip if they're able to take care of business. But it makes you look at this team and you start to wonder what's changed. Obviously, the new coaching staff, a few new players. uh, This is not the same team as last year in a lot of different ways. But I think that there's several different ways you can approach this, and we'll talk about uh, more of the offensive side of things in the next segment. But if you want to talk about why the Stars are so successful on the road this season, it really, I think, is the uh, you know the responsibility uh, or really the honor of one man. And that one man 
has been Jake Ottinger, one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League across the board this season, especially when he's playing on the road. He has a 10-4-3 record away from the American Airlines Center. He has a .942 save percentage, which is first in the NHL amongst goalies who have played 10 or more road games and a 1.87 goals against average, which is second in the NHL amongst goaltenders who have played 10 or more road games. So Jake Ottinger has been said to be one of, if not the best player on the team this season. Uh, he's the best penalty killer that the Stars have and a reason that they've won so many games, especially a lot of close games uh, and Say what you want about overtime, the fact that the Stars have been able to collect points in a lot of their games, even though they haven't been able to close out a lot of those games, is a huge testament to Jake Ottinger making big saves down the stretch, whether that be at home or on the road, and at least putting the team in a position to go out and win the game in overtime. Unfortunately, it hasn't quite translated over to the Stars collecting more points, and I really don't think you can pin a lot of those OT losses on Jake Ottinger because defending... Uh, and overtime is drastically different than five on five, which is why I think Jake Ottinger was so good in the playoffs last season. And while I think why I think he'll be another great asset for the Dallas Stars once the postseason rolls around again this year. But he has been, I mean, incredible on the road. And even, you know, Scott Wedgwood, who has had some shaky performances here and there, has also been pretty solid on the road. We all remember early in the season when Jake Ottinger got hurt and Scott Wedgwood had to come in and play multiple games in a row. A lot of those games were road games, and he was able to still help the team get wins or at least put them in advantageous positions where if even if they were losing, they were still pretty close games, and Scott Wedgwood was doing all he could. But really, at, at this point in the season, it's come down to Jake Ottinger just making incredible save after incredible save uh, and just continuing to build his stock upward uh, and not just you know Stars fans saying, oh, he's one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. I think the NHL community across the board is now aware that Ottinger is one of the best in the business at this point, uh, putting his name in the same likeness as guys like Andre Vasilevsky, Igor Shosturkin, Connor Hellebuck, uh, and even this year, guys like Linus Olmark. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So many good goaltenders, but Jake Ottinger right up there with the rest of them, especially when he's helping his team get wins on the road. As good as guys like Rope Hintz and Jason Robertson have been at times for the Stars this season, Jake Ottinger has truly been the hero of this team and is a huge reason why they find themselves in this point uh, at this juncture in the season, in the division race, in the race to win the Western Conference. And even with the Stars and all of their flaws, a huge reason why I'm confident that they can have success in the postseason has to do with number 29. And I'm excited to see how he performs on this upcoming road trip. I imagine he's not going to play all six games. They only have one back-to-back -back on this road trip, so I feel like that guarantees that we're going to either see Matt Murray or Scott Wedgwood come in and back up. I believe it's uh, the second Seattle game and then a game against the Vancouver Canucks back-to-back, -back. but I think it, we'll probably see Jake Ottinger at least four times on this trip, if not five. Maybe he plays all five games except night two or night one of the back-to-back, -back, however you want to slice it. So I think we're going to get another good taste and be reminded a lot how good Jake Ottinger has been for this team and how excited we should be for him down the stretch and going into the playoffs. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll shift our attention to the other side of the ice. Jake Ottinger has been spectacular on the road for the Dallas Stars, but it hasn't just been him all the time. He's actually getting some help as opposed to last year where goals seem to come at a premium on the road for the Stars. We'll talk about that a little bit more 
right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I want to thank you again for making the Locked on Stars podcast your first listen of the day, continuing to talk about why the Dallas Stars have found so much success on the road this season. We've just we've discussed Jake Ottinger and his excellence in the crease for this team. And even though he's a huge, you know, part of their success, the Stars are actually scoring goals this season, which is not something we could say about the team last year. And there have been times at this, you know, during this campaign in 22-23 where the offense has struggled. We've seen the Stars recently come out of a little bit of a lull where they really struggled to score more than one or two goals a game, but we're now finally starting to see them consistently uh, put four or five on the board night in and night out, whether it's a win or a loss. The Stars finally seem to be back in a rhythm somewhat offensively, and even on special teams, the power play slowly but surely uh, starting to return to form, it seems, although there's still some imperfections there as well. But overall, the product as a whole on the road for the Stars has been day and night offensively from this season as compared to last season. The Stars are fifth in the NHL in road goal, dif- or just fifth in the NHL in goal differential at plus 44, uh, where they were minus eight in goal differential last season. I mean, just not good at all. They were, I think, one of the few teams, if not the only team in the Western Conference that made the playoffs with a negative goal differential. I mean, it, it was awful. There were so many games where the Stars had to win games because of goaltending, and you maybe only score one or two goals in a game, and very rarely would you see offensive outbursts like we've seen so many times this season. And this translates really well on the road for the Stars, who have 30 games under their belt away from the AAC. The Stars have the fourth-best road goal differential in the NHL at plus 23, and the only teams above them are in the Eastern Conference. I believe it's Jersey. Uh, New York Rangers, and the Boston Bruins. Not necessarily in that order, but those were the three teams ahead of them. So the Stars are the best team in the Western Conference in terms of goal differential on the road. But really the only downfall of the offensive production is it really only seems to come from three guys. The Stars only have three players who have double-digit goals on the road this season, and those guys are Jason Robertson with 13, Jamie Benn with 12, and Rope Hintz. With 10. And you have some guys like Tyler Sagan and Joe Pavelski who have nine. White Johnston has eight. So there's other guys who are scoring, but not necessarily at a super high rate on the road as you might see at home. And sometimes that can be a little bit concerning because you can't always rely on these three guys, Robertson, Hintz, and Ben, who have been some of the most consistent offensive weapons for the Stars this season. But there's going to be games where they don't score or they don't get opportunities, or they're missing their shots, or they're just getting beat by the goalie 
time and time again. And it really seems like when one of these three aren't scoring or they're not really heavily involved in the offense that the Stars struggle to get anything going on the road. And this isn't always the case. Sometimes we see other guys step up. I know whenever Tyler Sagan was filling in for Rope Hints on the first line with Pavelski and Robertson, he was picking up his production a little bit and he was scoring some more goals. It tends to fluctuate a little bit, but there have been some stretches where Jason Robertson has kind of gone silent and you can see from the Stars' results on in the win-loss column, you can see the Stars don't always do as well when Jason Robertson isn't performing at a high level. And Jamie Benn, especially over the past month, and Rope Hintz, both of those guys have just been on an absolute heater, seeming to be involved in scoring plays in just about every game uh, over the past few weeks, doing everything they can to get the Stars back on track offensively. And so it can kind of be feast or famine at times for this team on the road in terms of offense. And this, this road trip is really going to put that to the test. It's going to be an absolute grind. But if you look at the goalie matchups, they do have some pretty favorable matchups on tap. Starting tonight in Buffalo, Craig Anderson, who did give the Stars a little bit of trouble when these two teams first met, nine, a, a .918 save percentage and a two seven eight goals against average. Anderson's one of the oldest players in the NHL. Still having a really good season given his age. It's not necessarily going to be easy, but if you're this might be the best goalie, one of the best goalies that they face on this road trip in terms of statistics. And if you're gonna have to face him, the first game of the road trip is probably the best game to do so because you still have a little bit of that energy. You're not as worn down physically or mentally from the plane rides and uh, practices away from home, the hotel, things like that. Uh, this is likely going to be the freshest that we see the stars on this road trip. And hopefully that translates well offensively. Then the stars will have two games in Seattle where they'll see either Philip Grubauer or Martin Jones, who both have save percentages under 0.900, uh, both in the 800 range. Goaltending has not necessarily been a strong suit for the Seattle crack in this season. Then they'll go to Vancouver where I imagine they'll probably see Thatcher Demko. That's who they saw when they played the Canucks in Dallas. The Stars recently scored four goals on him. Really, the issues in that game against the Vancouver Canucks came defensively for the Stars, and they seemed to still have a really solid offensive output. Just wasn't enough for the win. Edmonton, they'll go up against a formidable goalie in Stuart Skinner, I imagine, who has a 9-13 save percentage and a 2-8-6 goals against average. I think it's easy to look at a team like the Edmonton Oilers and see their goal differential and say, wow, their, their defense and their goaltending must be excellent. And while it's not horrendous, it's certainly not the best in the NHL. Their goal differential is so great because they have Connor McDavid uh, on an unbelievable pace who's already set a career high uh, in points uh, and still has, what, 20 or so games left to just continue to go scorched earth on the NHL. Uh, so that goal differential, a little bit inflated by having not just Connor McDavid, but also guys like Leon Dreisaitl, who also doesn't really struggle to put the puck in the back of the net. Still, Stuart Skinner is a guy that the Stars certainly can go up against and give some trouble. And then their last game of the trip will be in Calgary, where they will either see Jacob Markstrom or Dan Vladder, who both of them, similar to Seattle, both have sub-900 save percentages. And the Stars have scored a total of nine goals against the Calgary Flames in their first two meetings this season. Again, both of those losses to the Flames earlier in the year. I think more a testament to poor def defense, uh, and leaving the goaltender out to dry, not necessarily an issue offensively. Now, the, the Stars just need to find a way to get the offense involved on the road, which at times it takes a little bit of you know time for things to get going. 
but I think that they're going to get into a rhythm. Tyler Sagan did talk about it after Monday's loss to Calgary that he's personally excited to get back out on the road, and he thinks it's going to be good for the team to you know find that rhythm that, that you get into on long road trips like this where you know you kind of get in the routine of traveling, and even though that's kind of a change of scenery, it seems, every day, I think this team is bonded well enough, and they're going to be bonding even more with the new additions of Evgeny Dodonov and Max Domi. But these are some pretty favorable matchups if you're going to have a long road trip like this. Of course, some of the teams are good, and it's not just goaltending that you have to worry about. Of course, with Edmonton, you have to worry about two of the best players on the planet. Seattle is a playoff team at this point, and Calgary and Buffalo very much fighting for playoff positioning at this point in the season. And the Vancouver Canucks, for whatever reason, always seem to give the Dallas Stars trouble. So even though they're not a playoff team, you certainly cannot count them out. Well, we're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we'll look ahead to tonight's matchup against the Buffalo Sabres and talk about why the Stars have a little bit of an advantage despite being the road team. All right, everybody. The Dallas Stars finally back in action tonight, kicking off game one of the six-game road trip, the only game of this trip on the East Coast in Buffalo, their first and only meeting with the Sabres in New York this season. The teams already met before the All-Star break in Dallas, where the Stars lost 3-2 in overtime. And the Sabres are still very much fighting for a wild-card spot sitting at 68 points. It's going to be easier said than done, but that they still are very much alive, and I think that the it's good for this team to be playing these meaningful games. They still have a relatively young and inexperienced roster in terms of playoff and late game season experience, but rather whether or not they end up making it to the, the dance at the end of the season, I think it's going to be good for this team, for this organization. However, the Sabres have been struggling as of late. They're five and five in their last 10 games and one and four in their last five games. And I, believe now they've lost two in a row both of them three to two losses against the Oilers and the New York Islanders and so the Stars have now once again found themselves in a position similar to Monday night where they're playing a team who is slumping uh, to some extent and not necessarily playing their best hockey losing too many games in a row and starting to slowly fall out of the playoff picture so it's again a team that is very much hungry to get a win hungry for two points and is going to be playing uh, like a cornered animal, similar to what we saw from the Calgary Flames on Monday night. The Stars have to find a way to come out and match the aggression and urgency uh, and just the sense of, hey, we need to come out and get this win because both of these teams need two points in a big way, but they need them for different reasons. But the Stars do have a little bit of an advantage coming into this game. We've talked about how they have this excellent road record. You look at the Buffalo Sabres, and they are actually a better road team than a home team this year, and it's not even necessarily close. They have an above 500 road record, but their home record is actually sub 500 at 13, 17, and 2. The Sabres just have not been a very good team in their own building for whatever reason this, this year, which is kind of odd because, again, they're playing pretty good hockey. I know at some points the season has not necessarily looked promising, but you have to imagine the fans are excited to be watching the emergence of some of these players like Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dahlin and once again, they're playing these meaningful games, and so they have reason, the fans do, to show up and cheer on this team and see what they can do. I have to imagine it's a pretty exciting time to be a fan of the Sabres. Whether or not they make the postseason this year or not is still to be determined, but if you're a fan of this team, you have to be excited in the direction that they're heading. I think they're going to be back in the playoffs very, very soon personally. 
I personally don't think it's this season. I think other teams just have, you know, too, too much of an advantage. Teams like the Islanders, the Penguins, uh, maybe even the Senators who were kind of in a similar spot where they're actually playing meaningful games late in the year for the first time in a while. But it still could be a little bit of a trap game, even though the Stars know they're a better team than the Buffalo Sabres. They know that the Sabres are not necessarily the best when they're playing at home. You still cannot take this team lightly. And I feel like that's kind of what the Stars did when they first met up with the Sabres earlier this year is they just didn't take them as seriously. And that was also a, a loss, an overtime loss that kicked off a, what, three games in a row that, that ended in 3-2 OT losses right before the All-Star break. And so the Stars need to avoid that train of thought, avoid falling into that trap, and do everything they can to shut down Tage Thompson, shut down Rasmus Dahlin, and leave Buffalo with two points and get back on the right foot and start off this road trip on the right foot. Because if you start this road trip with a loss, I just don't really know what how, the, how that affects the mindset of the team going forward. Whereas if you start with the win, I think that that generates a little bit of momentum uh, and the Stars are able to ride that a little bit longer going into two tough games uh, against the Seattle Kraken right after that on the weekend and then, of course, early on next week. But I, once again, am very excited to see how this team performs. This is kind of, I feel like, the, the make or break point of if the Stars are truly going to continue to contend for first place in the Western Conference. If they can get out of this road trip with, let's say, 8 of 12 points, I, I think that that's successful. Uh, of course, we would love to see them acquire more points there and, and you know, best-case scenario, win all six games. I don't necessarily think that's possible. I don't think that's necessary re necessarily realistic, but I do think that they have a great chance to come away with a winning record and pick up quite a few points before heading down the true final stretch of the season. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube, the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. You can also find us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll be recapping this game, talking about what the Stars did well, what they need to improve upon as they continue on to the West Coast for a long duration of the next majority of their schedule should be a ton of fun. And hopefully we're talking about a Dallas stars win, but I hope you guys have a great Thursday. Take care of yourselves and we'll see you back here tomorrow.